Hello and welcome to the Active Growth Podcast. Today we have as a guest Tom Leibolt and I'm really excited about this episode because Tom specializes in helping people sell their online courses. So he helps people who've made online courses either get sales going or get way more sales than they got before. And I love this topic because as I'm sure you know, if you aren't new here, I have always been a big fan of the online course business model and I basically always encourage people to to start with an online course. I think online courses are one of the best business models, hands down, in my opinion. But it's also one of the best ways to get started. Because even though a lot of people know me as someone who runs a software company, I didn't start with a software company. And quite frankly, if I had started with a software company, things would not have gone well. Thanks to the experience I gained from creating information products, from creating online courses, by the time I started the software company, I already had some money, I had some experience and so on. And that's what helped me pull that off. And so it's really great to talk to someone who specializes in kind of the next step, right? Let's say you have an online course, but now how do you sell the thing? How do you get more customers to it? Tom has a really interesting perspective on this. He comes from a sales background, as you'll hear, and this really plays into how he recommends, you know, the approach he recommends we take in order to increase sales of an online course. And there's a lot of really interesting business and marketing wisdom in this discussion as well. For links to anything we mentioned during this episode, links to Tom's website and any other resources we mentioned, and also if you want to leave a comment or a voice message, you can find the show notes page for this episode at activegrowth.com forward slash sell your course. Sell your course all one word. So show notes and everything are at activegrowth.com forward slash sell your course. And with that, without further ado, here's Tom. All right, welcome, Tom. Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. So for, for those listeners who don't know who you are, can you give us a brief introduction about just who you are and what you do? I've ran many businesses, uh, have a lot of sales experience. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of hard for a business guy to, to give, you know, because I've done so many things, you know, I'm one of these serial entrepreneurs. Um, yeah. So it's it's very difficult. I usually try not to look back at my past, but I've you know I've accomplished a lot of things. Like uh, I was in a hip hop industry, I worked in the music industry, made a movie, had a record store, had a coffee shop, had a, a record label. Um, like I said, multiple other businesses. Uh, worked for a lot of corporations for sales and marketing. So, you know, I, I I've been around the block basically. You know, um, recently right. we, we focus on SEO and, and marketing courses, but I've done a lot of stuff before that. Right. So that's your current main thing. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So the current thing is is mostly uh, marketing online courses. We we had a company that we still run. Um, on creation of courses, but I just don't engage with that one as much. It's just not as interesting to me. Um, and the SEO business has been running for many, many years and it's very systematized, so I don't need to put in as much effort. So yeah, my focus has been on, on marketing online courses and that's because I noticed there's a lot of good information out there and a lot of great people coming up with, with these courses, but if you can't market them, they don't sell. You know, like maybe, maybe 10 Absolutely. to 20% of people can actually make money with them. And everyone else is struggling and it's not because they have a worse course it's just they have no strategy for the marketing part yeah so this is a very interesting topic to me because um as regular listeners know i'm a big advocate of 
creating online courses. I think it's one of the best business models you can bootstrap, right? It's uh, you can just use your expertise to create something and you don't have to, it's not expensive, right? You can really do it as like a low risk bootstrap business. And that's how I got my start as well. But like you say, uh, the marketing part is super important. And so I, I'd love to know because you've worked with all these clients and helped them sell their online courses. I'd love to dig into this. And, and let me first ask this, what is, or tell us one or several of the, what are like the typical mistakes, right? If someone comes to you and says, hey, I built this online course, nobody's buying it. What are some things where you're like, I bet these are the mistakes you're making because everybody makes them? There's usually one. And, and it happens to, I would say, 95% of people. So, and, and it's, it's a two-part thing. Um, the first one, the first part of it is not selling whatever you have online uh, to a real person and just trying to do it, you know, over the phone or over Skype or anything, but just to a real person, you know. Um, and, and then transferring everything you've learned through that conversation online. What most people do is they just come up with a landing page. They build up these funnels, which are just sales conversations. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really not a fan of this whole click funnel movement. You know, like it's something special. It's something we've been doing for, I don't know how many years, hundreds of years in business, just a regular sales conversation that we have with a client. Um, but transferring that offline uh, conversation to the online space seems very difficult for a lot of people. And, and that's what the problem usually is. Like I will see someone so smart being able to sell to CEOs or other corporate people, and then they put something online. I'm like, what is this? You know, it's it's like you're not treating the people online as real people. It's like you know these numbers are robots that come through, and they're supposed to act differently, but they don't. They're still people. You know, you need to move them through the same process you would as you would in like regular life, right? Like prospecting and um, interrupting the, the the pattern, whatever they've been doing. You know, showing them the problem, showing um, how you have a method to solve that problem, uh, showing some social proof, um, going for a close, you know, following up, then going for a close again. You just, the same process needs to be moved to the online space. And that's usually not existent in, in almost every course I look at. Mm -hmm. And well, I imagine that, that most people who create online courses don't come from a sales background and probably have never done the in-person selling either, right? Yeah, that's true. But, you know, if you can't sell, you're not in business. You know, I've, I've yeah. spoken with a lot of sales guys recently, um, training, you know, sales teams and things. And it seems like prospecting is a lost art. Like, I got my start in prospecting. You know, that was my thing. Like, they, they sent me down the street in New York and they're like, look, go sell to these businesses. You know, you got to prospect. Find out who's the mm -hmm. decision maker. Find out, you know, all this stuff. Talk to them. And, and these days, you know, we became so soft. You know, sitting behind screens and hoping, you know, we don't need to interact with people. We can just send out a couple emails and, and hope, you know, the phone starts ringing or, or deals come in. That's not how it works. You know, it, it, the only difference I see between successful salespeople and ones that are not successful is prospecting. So if you moved it to the online course space, it's the same thing, you know, because you're still selling a product. So if you're not successful, then, you know, I, I just need to take a look at your uh, conversation and that's your funnel and ask you about prospecting. And based on those two things, like I can tell right away, you know, where you fall. Mm -hmm. And so what's your, what's your intervention? If, so if I'm coming to you because my course isn't selling, you see that this is my problem. What's the, 
you know, what's the next step? What do I do to fix this? It really depends on the client. It really depends. I have, you know, all types of clients. I have some making a quarter million um, on Udemy when they move to their own platform, but they just can't figure out how to sell on their own platform. I have others that are just starting out. I have some making some money on their platform, but just not enough, you know, or, or just mm-hmm. need to get tweaked. It really depends. Um, but for someone that doesn't have um, any of this dialed in, we will do some role playing initially. You know, we will figure out how are you selling this? You know, walk me through this. Let me get the get this problem laid out. Let me see the pain points. Let me see how you handle objections. Let's get all this out. And we're going to use this information to put on your website. This is what's going to drive the whole sales process. Um, then we need to figure out where to get some cheap traffic and how to, you know, fill the gaps when they come in um, to, to get them back in whenever they fall out. So it's it's the same type of training that I would, you know, receive myself when I, when I started to build businesses and sell, um, we go over it. It's, it. We just really focus on the online course space because it is a little different, you know, than selling like jump ropes or, um, mm. or, or some kind of a different product because you are doing a transformation on every student that comes through. That's what you're selling. You know, you're not yeah. selling information. Information is free and anyone can go on YouTube and find out anything or, or go on the blog. But the transforming part, you know, it's a little trickier, right? Like if I want to take you from um, nothing to something, for example, you know, you are um, new on Instagram and after this course, you will have a thousand followers and learn how to monetize them. You know, that's a jump. That's worth something, right? So mm-hmm. with a lot of offers too, um, the problem that I'm seeing is people are not giving that transformation and not, are not showing the value in it. So that's the pricing part, right? That's the positioning. You know, how are you going to transform these people? What are they going to get out of it? What's the value of doing that? Because mm-hmm. if they don't see that, so logically and emotionally, they're not seeing, you know, how this is going to help them. Um, they're going to just walk away, right? So there are quite a few things you need to get right with the marketing courses too, just because there's a transformation involved. And, you know, people have been around the block. They see these before and after pictures. It doesn't work anymore. It's got to be a little more subtle and, a little, and make more sense than that. Yeah, I think the, the point you're making here is actually really important. You, uh, you know, I think for, for a lot of people, that's probably even just that is something that maybe they've never thought about before. Because I see this as part of the features versus benefits problem. Right? We, we, whatever our product is, even if it's an information product, we tend to think of our product in terms of the features. Because in terms of the work we've put in right oh look i've made all these videos there's all this information there's all the, there are all these things that you get and we tend to forget that that's kind of our perspective as the creator but that's like you said the prospective buyer doesn't actually care about the things they're trying to get a result there it's the old adage right nobody wants a drill people want a hole in the wall and and so you talk up and down about all the great features of your drill, but you're not talking, you're not focusing enough on the actual result that someone wants to get. So I think even just that, even just sitting down and saying, hold on, what is the transformation? What is the change in your life that I am selling you here? Uh, I think even that probably a lot of people lose perspective of that in the progress of, of making a course. Yeah, so what you mentioned, the features and benefits, that's something we, we always got trained at the big corporations, right? That was the thing, like you, when you're selling products, you know, you got to mm-hmm. stand in front of a class or, or whatever when you're training and, you know, okay, they're going to hit you with features and benefits. You got to just, you know, go through them. A lot of role playing. Um, what's different in the courses is there's, it's not really features and benefits. It's pain points and solutions, mm-hmm. 
right? So like I said, it's a little different than selling products, you know, because what you're hitting is pain points, right? If someone doesn't have, um, and just going back to the Instagram thing, um, if someone doesn't have a thousand followers, like what are the pain points, right? Is it that Facebook is too expensive now? Is it that your competition is taking leads through Instagram? Is it that you're not building a personal brand? Is it that um, you are you don't have an insurance policy in case one of the other channels fails, right? You got to look at all the pain points. And then at the same time, you got to come up with like your own solution for that, you know, to help this person. Well, you know, for this, I have that, you know, I've helped other people build personal brands. Oh, here's a method I use to help others get leads from Instagram. Here's, you know, and you got to come up with these things. This is what you're going to use to sell to this person. So it's, it's still a sales process, right? Um, mm -hmm. The number one thing that I find with people who have problems selling is they have no business background and or they feel sales are is something that's not a good thing you know so they they have a weird feeling or mindset about selling you know like i love selling um mm. but there's a lot of people who come to me like you know let's make money with this but i just don't want to feel you know like i'm selling or be a salesy i'm like well what does that really mean because you need to sell it to make money so to me, selling is just a transfer of emotion and value. Now, I don't know what that person's uh, feeling about sales is, but if it's a bad one, there's no chance they're going to be successful, right? So for the listeners too, you know, ask yourself, how do you really feel about selling in the first place? You know, like what, that's where you got to start because you can't sell successfully and come up with a marketing strategy if you feel that sales is uh, something that's evil or, or just shady or, you know... Uh, whatever you, you think that might be yeah yeah it's interesting i think uh i've seen this a lot as well right that people have great resistance to selling and uh yeah the, i think that a lot of people have just a bad experience or maybe several bad experiences where they are being sold to in a way that feels you know very pushy or deceptive or whatever and i think we tend to latch on to those uh bad experience because if someone sells to us and it is is done well, then we basically don't notice it happening, right? So, so the examples of positive selling, where you know someone tells us about a thing that solves a problem we have, we buy it, it's a good product, we're happy about it. We don't really we don't really notice that because it seems kind of effortless, right? It was like obvious. I had this problem. Here was the solution. Everything turned out great, right? It's like you don't write home about that, but you do write home about the awful, slimy, scammy salesperson who made you feel terrible and i think that's something i've also noticed that a lot of people have resistance to the idea of selling because of this yeah but the nice thing is you get to choose what type of a salesperson you are yes you know so i've heard about um some of these sales trainers uh have their people write uh on, on a piece of paper they break it down into and you know talk about um a the worst sales experience and all the traits of that person and, and their best sales experience they've ever had and the good traits. And now they can look at them and be like, wow, I can actually choose which ones I will uh, implement and, and you know act with towards my clients. And that's a simple simple way of breaking things down, right? Like there's, there are good salespeople and bad salespeople. You know, mm -hmm. with me, I use a lot of pool marketing. I, I barely ever, you know, sell initially. I, I pull people in with just great information. I know I can help them. And once we're at the point where I know this is a right decision, then yeah, I'll hard close because I know it's a right decision. Like, you know, you are going to get the value. Like, you know, this is for your own good. So I don't feel bad about mm -hmm. it at all. Um, 
but yeah, you know, coming off with with nonsense and just using sales techniques. Yeah, I mean, I, see, I, I don't do that because I just don't like it. I don't like that being done to me. But sometimes, you know, you do need a little push, right? Because we're so indecisive. We have so many choices these days. Sometimes it is nice to have someone that feels in control. And it's like, you know what? This guy knows what he's doing. Um, let me just trust him. You know, so so we do mm-hmm. have that, you know, that feeling too. Like if, if someone just leaves you alone, you probably won't never decide. And that's a problem with a lot of people. And I, I see it with myself too, like when I go to the restaurants, right? Like, um, where should we go? And unless something just pulls me in, or I, you know, I'm just I don't know. There are too many choices. Let's just uh, go to the same place we've always went. So yes. So the hard close, you know, that's fine. Um, but you still need to do it in the right way. You know, like you need to still make sure that the person feels like you are doing it for their own good, not just because you want the money. That should be the last thing on your on your mind. You know, it's like first, like I really want to help this person, so I'm gonna try to close them. You know, because they need my help. That's that's the thinking you should have when you sell your courses too. like, you know, this will transform the student. So of course I got to make sure they understand and they should get into this program. It's for their own good. Yeah. I, I totally agree with this. And for me, it's also, this is also one of the reasons why, um, I advocate working with people in some capacity, right? Working with people one-on-one, um, as a way to, to build out the information you're going to put in your course, because, for me, this the feeling when I see someone come to me with a set of problems where I just I know I can sit, I, I know I can solve these problems for you, right? I just I, I recognize this and I know I've solved these problems for other people. That makes it so much easier to sell than if there's this uncertainty, right? If I'm like, well, I don't know, I just put together this course, maybe it sucks, who knows? It's it's this, a very different feeling to see someone and be like, look, I trust me, this will solve your problem, right? Yeah, yeah, and this is that's that's all it takes to to hard sell at the end. It's like trust me, this will solve your problem. And and if there's something that you still need to know from me, just ask me, and let's figure mm-hmm. this out because this will solve your problem. And and that's okay, you know that's that's fine. This is how you you need to make people understand that you are here to help. Um, especially if someone's had bad experiences, they're gonna ask you a lot more questions or just be like, oh, or they're, they're just too soft. Some people are just scared to ask, so you need to pull it out of them. Mm-hmm. You mentioned about you know selling directly on the phone or over Skype or whatever. Is that something you have your clients do? Like, do you actually you know, other than role playing, do you have them actually call potential prospects to try to close them on the phone? Uh, so sometimes, yeah. You know, if, especially if they're pre-selling a course, I'm like, look, let's reach out to some of these people. Um, either get them on a webinar, um, try to get them maybe on a, on a one-on-one call. Because initially, you, why not? sell the first 10 or 20 just that way just so you figure totally, out the sales yeah. process why not you you're only going to gain a lot of experience and information from it you know we're going through linkedin some some of these uh courses actually have the best uh prospecting chances on linkedin you know it's like i have a um, guy that's a chiropractor and and training other chiropractors you know i was like don't waste your time with facebook like we can find every single client that you need and that you have on, on linkedin and and sell to them in person especially if he's got a big upsell with like four or five thousand dollars at the end you know why not isn't that worth mm-hmm. it so you know you can still move that in and scale it on uh through through facebook ads and google ads or youtube but you need to understand facebook and google their goal is to take your money yeah. Right. It's 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 their only goal. That's why they're having you market on their platforms. So 
why would you spend money on something that you don't know is working? You know, the only reason you should be using Facebook and Google is one for remarketing, because that usually brings a five to six X sometimes, or even like, you know, maybe four. Um, but it's a, it's a big multiple on what you spend. And then the last thing you should be trying is cold traffic, unless like, you really know what you're doing and, and you're just trying to scale. But, you know, I find this mistake being uh, kind of flaunted lately by, by a lot of people selling, you know, these marketing services. Like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to market you on Facebook and you're going to make money. No, you're not. You're going to lose money. Like what these idiots don't tell you is that cold traffic converts at like a 1x to 1.5x if you're lucky. So that means you're, you know, you got to spend like 10,000 to make 11. Um, well, it would be just 1,000 in profit. But you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But usually what it's like, you know, you have a $1,000 budget, so you're going to make 50 to 100 bucks at the most, and this guy's charging you 500 bucks for the Facebook ads, you're losing, in best case scenario, you're losing 400 bucks. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I'm seeing this sold all the time, and, and these guys, you know, will, will lead people on for two, three months, and once someone loses like 1,500 bucks, you know, they leave and get a new client. But it's just one of these, you know, churn and burn like situations. It's not really a, a business, you know, and, but I see a lot of it being sold. And I'm not too active on social, but sometimes I do call them out on their shit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so cold traffic is a tough gig for sure. Um, I've seen this as well with the with the ads that we run for Thrive Themes for sure. Like the, the retargeting is, is a way easier game basically than cold traffic. So LinkedIn is an interesting alternative depending on, the type of product you have. Are there any other? So if, if I'm a client of yours um, and we determine that LinkedIn doesn't work, what are some other avenues I might, you know, if I just need traffic, basically, what are some other places I might explore? Sure. Well, I have a client that only uh, uses YouTube. He makes about $15,000 a month, not using any ads or even remarketing yet, only from getting traffic from YouTube to his course. Um, Quora <laughs> is another one. I've actually got clients from Quora just by testing it. And, and a lot of my uh, clients get too. But look, I wrote up, um, I think, eight blog posts in one day, just with my team really quick, posted on Quora. We had 2,000 people seeing it in the next week. And I got two or three leads from that and closed, I think, one or two of those. So mm-hmm. it's like the simplest thing, but you just need to put some work in, right? Cold outreach makes sense too if you know your um, client. But this, see, this is another problem too to know what is it that you're actually selling and who you're selling it to. And and most people that have problems with prospecting or a sales uh, game in, in any business, not just courses, they can't answer those two questions very clearly. You know, what is it that you are actually selling? And I'm not talking about like, I'm selling a drill. No, what's the benefit? So with a course, what solutions are you selling and who are the perfect people you're gonna sell it to? Who's the perfect client? And don't tell me it's uh, men or women between 30 and 45 because, you know, <laughs> me and you, that this is nonsense. You yes. got to be super specific. Who is this person? What TV shows do, do they watch? What do they do for fun? What kind of work do they do? Are they renting or what kind of income do they have? Um, you know, it depends on your niche, but you should know, especially around the niche, a lot of things that they do. So I have a client that does motorcycle training, and we figured out that his best clients are women 33 to 38, usually divorced or separated, that join Harley clubs and want to learn how to ride. Nice. (laughs) Right. But that's a niche. Now you know who we're going after, right? Yeah. And with this client, I actually felt like doing a great thing 
to get people safer before they do the, these courses, right? So why not partner up with all of these driving schools so that they can, you know, get some money too, but, you know, offer your affiliate, uh, offer you as an affiliate, right? So they can offer your safety course alongside whatever they're doing. And, you know, this was a game changer for them. But mm-hmm. still, we need to figure out, you know, who you're selling to. And, you know, partnerships are always great. There's a book called Performance Partnerships, um, which talks about the affiliate industry a lot and like the right way and bad way of doing it. I, I do recommend it to a few people that are in that position. Um, mm-hmm. But affiliates could change your, your business. You know, I had another client who 10x their business that uh, uh, this year just by partnering up with Brian Tracy. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's the same for me. It's like affiliate marketing was kind of how I got my start by just reaching out to a ton of people and doing, uh, you know, just like personally reaching out to people, trying to find ways in which they could benefit from promoting my stuff back when I just didn't have an audience at all. And that made a huge difference. Even when you do that, that's still prospecting. Exactly. So you still needed to know what is it that you're selling or offering and who you're offering it to, even if it's just affiliates, you still need to answer those questions. Exactly. Yeah. Because the, this is one thing that I learned early on, right? The one imagines that, Oh, you know, I have an affiliate program. You can promote my thing and make money. That's what more reason do you need? But of course, anyone who has the power to send you a ton of sales, they can promote anything, right? They can promote a thousand things. So why should they promote yours? And exactly like you say, it, it then turns into you have to be able to figure out beyond the money you can make, why should you care to promote this? Yeah, and it's funny because I educate some of the people reaching out to me, you know, and it's, it's hilarious <laughs> yeah. how they just don't get it. You know, I'll be like, well, yeah. okay, so what's the win-win? And they're like, oh, you can make 25%. Like, so what? I can make 25% yeah. from anyone. What else? And they're like, oh, just try our software. And I was like, I'll, now you're asking me not only to promote your stuff, but for, for me to waste time trading, trying your software. Like, <laughs> like what else exactly, would you like? Yeah. What else would you like? Would you like access to my, uh, to my bank account too? Like, what, what yeah. else can I do for you? But some of them just don't get it. It's just, it's incredible um, how bad people are at, at trying to figure out how to create a win-win situation. And, you know, nobody cares what you're selling and that goes to to me too nobody cares about me or what i'm selling so you need to get on the same page you know you need to interrupt the scrolling zombies you need to reach out grab them engage in something that they're thinking about move them over to what you're saying and do it all seamlessly yeah it's not easy but you know who said that sales and business is easy and you know, one of the things that I like about, because I've had this experience as well, right? as someone who receives a lot of outreach messages, most people are absolutely terrible at outreach. And the positive side I see of that is that there's an opportunity here. Like you can become, if you learn how to do good outreach, you can stand out from the crowd so much, right? It's like, because the average is so low, it, it doesn't take that much effort to become extraordinarily better than most people at outreach. So that's, that's, I always see that as an opportunity, you know, when everyone else sucks at something and because it's hard, then, well, that's an opportunity to gain an advantage, right? You're correctly right. Yeah. So I went into a couple of Facebook groups because I, I partnered up with a few platforms and, you know, I'm seeing people try to sell their services in like really weird shady ways. You know what I've done? I put in one of the best strategies I've used with my clients. I just wrote up uh, like three paragraphs. I posted that, no calls to action, nothing. Nothing in there at all. Just look guys, this is what we do, this is what works. And people mm-hmm. reached out to me and we closed a couple sales. 
they found me. Mm-hmm. I didn't put in anything that I'm selling anything, nothing. I was like, look, this is just the greatest strategy that we found recently. And I just posted that. The same thing in a couple of groups. And that did it. You know, some of them had huge engagement. People are just like, holy shit, I can't believe this guy's posting this. But I've never asked them for anything. And this is the fun thing, right? That with pool marketing, we have so many places we can go to and do that. Um, you can do it through LinkedIn email, so many places with the same article. If you write the right thing, this one like 20 minute action could could gain like could book you for the whole year. Like I'm booked for the next three months just because of a few things like that I've done. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. Yeah, that actually reminds me of something else I wanted to ask you about, which is you've you've mentioned things like this, right? You basically create some free content, or like the client you said who uh, basically creates videos on YouTube and gets clients that way. What are your thoughts on, uh, you know, where to draw the line between free content and content you charge from? I, because that's a question I see quite a lot where people go, well, okay, I've got this information in my course. I teach my best stuff in my course. How do I decide what to give away for free in my content marketing and what to keep exclusive to paying customers? So like I said, information is free, right? So when you think about your course, you know, and we spoke about the pain points, right? So you should be able to break down your course into multiple pain points, at least 10 or 15. You need to figure out like all the things that hurt and why people would buy it. And I would create content around every single one of these pain points and see which one hits the most, right? Which one is the the most engaging, you know? So with uh, like with my business, you know, there's a lot of problems that, that we talk about. One of them is, you know, you can't, you don't know how to pre-sell. You don't know how to sell multiple courses at the same time. You don't know how to remarket or you don't know how to find your free channel for traffic. You don't know how to price correctly. You don't know how to position. There are a lot of pain points that I see and I just write up, you know, a very thoughtful but short post about each one of these. You know, you could make videos, but I just don't feel like it. I'm too lazy. Uh, <laughs> but but just, just do that and see which one hits. And the funny thing is that the one that gets the most engagement, that should be your ad. If you're going to try cold traffic and everything else is working, yeah. If it's engaging people already, just use that exact same post and make it into an ad. So... The pain points is where it's at. You know, you don't tell them exactly how you do it step by step, but you tell them the method. You tell them basically how this is going to work. And then, you know, if they want the transformation, they'll go to you, you know. But the people who just seek free info, they'll just do that. Like, this is why I I don't believe in entertaining or clickbaity stuff, because those are not buyers. You know, these are people Mm -hmm. who are just taking things in. They have nothing else to do, but they sit in front of their phone all day. And it's like the guy who read like a, a thousand business books, but never created a business. He's still in the process of learning to start, you know, like these are not your mm-hmm. buyers. You don't worry about these people. The, the ones that will want to, they'll find you, they'll, they'll reach out, you know, but, but this is why you need to be very strategic, you know, don't have Filipinos writing your content. I've done that before. It's a horrible strategy. Uh, don't write any like uh, philosophical or, or, or things that you think maybe the market's interested in, like just just find those pain points and, and hit those. And, and maybe one article doesn't work, so tackle each pain point from three or four different angles, right? Because that's the positioning thing and see which one gets the best traction and this is your winner. All right. So that's, that's some great stuff about how to market online courses. I think anyone, you know, this is, this is one to take notes for because I think there's quite a lot of stuff that is very implementable. Like most of it is not easy, like you've mentioned, right? But I think 
you know, being very clear about your pain points, uh, thinking about your your funnel as like a sales conversation, doing actual prospecting and translating what you learn into what's on your sales pages. These are all super valuable things. And I, I like this. This is something that, you know, someone who is switched on can take this and run with it to improve how they sell their their information. That's that's some really good stuff. Is there anything else that you want to add to this that we maybe haven't touched upon yet about how to market your online course? Yeah, the biggest struggle uh, people have too is they don't understand copywriting and advertising, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and these are things that you need to at least to get on the same page as the people you hire or they're just going to, um, for the most part, probably rip you off, right? So mm-hmm. scientific advertising. This is an old book. Um, all the top agencies in the world, and especially in New York, because that's the industries I know, they make you read this book seven times before you even join, right? Scientific advertising, okay. right? So you, you read that book. Um, Oglevy on advertising is a great book by one of the top guys running uh, the best-known agency in the world, and it'll give you a whole different perspective on advertising, just how to think of this industry, how to, how to think of creating ads. And then with copy. This is a big thing too, right? A lot of people phone in copy and this is why landing pages, ads, things don't work. Um, what I found is 90% of all the recent copywriters, all these experts selling their services, they only read one book that made them an expert and that's breakthrough copywriting, okay? You read that book, you are just on the same page now and with the same experience as almost all these guys trying to sell you that service. Nice, okay. We'll put those links and uh, book recommendations in the show notes as well. This is some good stuff. I'm always happy to find uh, book recommendations. Uh, unsurprisingly, I've read most of those. I haven't actually read Breakthrough Advertising, so I'll have to check that one out as well. So thank you for that. Now, another thing I'd like to talk to you about is uh, on the introduction sheet that was sent to me, uh, one of the points there was that you think the information age is done and we should focus on something else. And I think that's an interesting thought because everything we've talked about, we've talked about selling information products, we've talked about using content marketing to sell our stuff. This is all very information agey stuff, right? So I think it feels like, yes, this is the cutting edge. We're doing the thing, right? But now you're saying the information age is done and we should focus on something else. I'm really curious to know what your thoughts on this are. Yeah, and and I mentioned this already, you know, information is free. No one, mm-hmm. no one wants to buy information anymore. That's old news. Transformation is where it's at. You transform people. You get them from, from point A to point B. This is what people are buying now. And I don't care if that's a product, service, anything. People will only buy that. Like if I create a, a, a product that teaches you um, the overview of how to market courses in the industry, nobody cares. But if I say, look, mm-hmm. I'm going to take you from whatever you're making and we're going to 5X that. But, it, you know, it depends on the client. But like with one, you know, if he's making a quarter million on Udemy, I'm like, you know what? We can probably make seven figures if we go our own way and I'll help you get mm-hmm. there. That's a transformation, right? So with a course, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. You know, whatever pain they have, you know, I'm going to take this pain. I'm going to help you solve it. And you're going to be here on the, on the other side. And not only that, this is the value that you're going to get. There's a value attached, right? So, so I'll give you one more example. Um, there's a client I have that sells uh, education of an app for about four five hundred dollars, and his competition sells it for like ten twenty, right? Mm-hmm. And he's having problems doing it, uh, and I'm like, yeah, no shit, you know, of course, because <laughs> does, does you know, like you're teaching an app. But the whole point of learning this app 
is that so you can now get a part-time job and get fifteen to two thousand dollars per task and you can only get those by using this tool mm-hmm. right so the transformation is that we are going to help you make fifteen to two thousand dollars and the way you're going to we're going to tell you how he's using it to find these jobs what he does to solve them and how to work this tool that is now needed to solve them right so we package it differently but it's still the same information pretty much he taught mm-hmm. the same thing but he only you know positioned it as learn my tool 500 bucks and i'm like well they can get that from youtube you know or from this yeah. other 10 dollar course or from udemy or something it's not it's the, you know people don't care about that anymore they want to see how you're going to transform them you know who doesn't want uh 15 to 2000 uh dollars extra in their pocket in their field in in their spare time and have another tool that's going to help them grow in in whatever they're doing that's a different story, right? That's a transformation. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. So even with your stuff, right? Like with Thrive, um, there's a transformation there, right? Like, you you know, for some people, and this is a lot of influencers that I speak to in my SEO business, um, you know, we're going to move you from the 90s to the <laughs> new age, right? Because, you know, when you look at their websites, you're like, holy shit, man. Like, how can you, like, some of them have 26 calls to action on their page, on their on their uh, <laughs> upper side. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? You know, and, and a lot of them are like, should we get a new theme? I'm like, well, that's, you know, I don't know. Should you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's the, the new theme isn't necessarily going to solve the problem that needs solving here, right? And it's true. That's uh, totally true. Right? It's like we, we sell software, but the, the software we create is is there to help you you know, achieve a result. And that's one of the reasons why we always talk about having a conversion focus, because the point isn't that you have a prettier website afterwards. The point is that you get more conversions, that you get more business. Yeah. So some of the um, ways I've seen uh, themes like yourself, I'm not sure if it was yours, doing a really good way of selling themselves is look like I'm going to show you some of the top personal brands and influencers in the world and how they moved over the last 10 years from, you know, their design and how they are killing it now on our theme. Yeah, but but you're showing this process and why this new way is converting. And then at the end, you just say, well, this is why our theme is the best to do that. But it's, you know, you're not selling the actual software. You're selling a transformation. Like, look, when someone goes on the page, like, oh, yeah, I do look like one of these old websites. So I do need to get to this new one. And this is why. Um, oh, and by the way, I can use this tool. Right. But you're selling that move, that whole, you know, that the transformation. You're not selling like, oh, these are the technical things about my theme. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's important for a lot of developers, but a normal customer, like they don't care. You know, it's like it's SEO friendly. So what? I think everything's SEO friendly. You know, like these things don't sell. You need to sell that transformation. And, and even with your product, it's the same thing. For sure, I am. All right. This is this is a great mindset thing. I think that you know the the keyword transformation here is is super important. I think that's something anyone can look at their current business, can look at their current copy, and ask themselves, okay, am I bringing this across? Right? Am I being clear about what is the transformation you're getting here? Um, and I think that's a great way. You know, it's like a it's like a landing page review or a, or a copy review. Right? Go through it and look at. Am I selling a transformation here? Is it clear to a new visitor why this transformation is so valuable? That is a great way to, you know, maybe create a test version of your ad, a test version of your landing page. A great way to optimize 
what you are presenting online. So that's, I think that's a great framework. Yeah, I agree. All right, Tom, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, so you've already shared a ton of valuable stuff with us. Tell us uh, where can we learn more? Where should we go if we want to know more about you and your services? Uh, if you are interested in the, in the course marketing, just go to wemarketonlinecourses.com. Uh, and if you want to hear more stuff about me, just smartbrandmarketing.com. That's the two places where everything kind of goes off of. All right. Excellent. We will also add those links in the show notes. And with that, thank you very much for your time. And that's us signing off. Thanks for having me on. And that wraps up our episode. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, once again, kind of like with the Tim Solo episode, we agree on many things, right? We, we kind of stumbled into many agreements there. But none of this was planned. I, I'm some, I sometimes feel like, oh, do people think that I kind of you know, give people cues about what they should say so it aligns with my with my message but it's really not like that I didn't know what to expect from this discussion but it just turns out that I really really strongly agree with a lot of the things that Tom says and Tom teaches so I really hope you found this useful and I hope it was a good you know alternative perspective to how to bring like this kind of results-based sales mindset to what you do online. You can find the show notes for this episode at activegrowth.com forward slash sell your course, all one word. And you can also go there to push a button to leave a voice message. So if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on a future episode, you can do that there or you can leave a written comment. So all that is at activegrowth.com forward slash sell your course. And with that, thank you for listening in and I'll see you in the next one.